I have a serious question for you. Why is the world of wellness so serious? It's all about discipline, willpower, all work and no play. And to be honest, the focus seems to be much more on how we look than how we feel. These impossible standards can feel like a full-time job, but it doesn't have to. Welcome to Part-Time Wellness, the podcast where we redefine wellness and create health habits that enhance our life, not overtake it. I'm Chelsea Eithoven, a wellness coach for women with ADHD, late diagnosed ADHD or myself, and your biggest cheerleader. I believe that you can have it all. You can experience a life of fulfillment, joy, and play, along with thriving health and wellness. You can have your cake and eat it too. Why else would you make a cake? ADHDers deserve to experience the feeling of thriving, not just surviving. So together, we'll explore the world of wellness and life in general with ADHD. Don't forget to subscribe and let's dive in. We've got a lot to chat about. Hey guys, welcome back to Part-Time Wellness. It's Chelsea Eithoven, your host, and today we're going to be talking about why play is a crucial element of wellness, ADHD or not. Before we get into it, right before I was going to record this, I was going through some DMs and responding to some messages on Instagram. And can I just say that y'all's messages literally make me cry. I freaking love you guys so much. The messages that I get, a lot of people have messaged me and said that things that I've said in the podcast make them feel really seen and heard and understood and how much you guys relate. And I just can't tell you enough how much I appreciate that because as I'm just kind of speaking into this microphone by myself, I don't know if it's going to resonate with people, right? Um, And especially the podcast, it is definitely not an immediate gratification form of content, right? I put it out there And like I record this a week in advance before it even drops a lot of times way before that. And I don't even know if it's going to resonate. So when I get these messages way later and hear how much things resonate with you guys, it just means the world to me. So if you've ever sent me a message, thank you so much. I freaking love you. You guys truly make my day. And I also wanted to ask you guys a favor if you could. If you've sent me a message or not, would you mind if you've been listening to the podcast and enjoying it, giving me a rating and review wherever you listen? I know that Spotify just put out new ratings and reviews, so that would be fantastic, or on Apple or wherever you're listening to it, right? I just adore putting out free resources for you guys. It's so much fun for me to make this content, and that's a form of exchange that I would really, really appreciate. Anyways, you don't got to do it now whenever you have the extra executive function to spare. So just want to start out by saying I freaking love y'all. Okay, let's talk about my hyper focus of the week. My hyper focus of the week has been a new habit that I'm starting and it is one of afternoon rest. So I am currently for the month of May. So if you're listening to this in real time, this will be dropping in May of 2022 And I am creating a brand new habit of afternoon rest. And I'm actually using my one small step method to create this habit because I'm currently in the habit of after I eat my lunch, I eat my lunch on the couch and then I get stuck in a TikTok wormhole. So I just kind of sit on the couch and watch TikTok for who knows how long, but it's kind of like this mental break for me. But to be honest, it's not 
serving me anymore to just be in this automated habit every single day. Don't get me wrong. There are still definitely days I'm leaving lots of wiggle room to allow myself to watch TikTok on the couch if I want to. But now that it's getting warmer outside and I just am kind of feeling like, all right, this habit is, you know, I've taken it a little too far, too far past (laughs) helpful and restful, right? There are other better ways to rest my mind and body. I am switching up this habit and I'm creating an afternoon rest ritual or flow, not a routine, something that's like, you know, because I'm not doing the same thing every day, but like more of a ritual or flowy type thing where I'm after lunch, instead of just scrolling TikTok, I'm going outside and getting some sunshine, doing a quick meditation in the sunshine. And then I have a little rest menu that I've created. And then I'm doing some sort of mentally restful activity that sounds fun to me in the moment. So whether it's pulling out my watercolors and painting a little bit or um, going for a bike ride or something like that, I have this big menu of options. And I have a bunch of options that are like, if I have absolutely no executive function, so like laying in my hammock and maybe reading a book or something like that. You know, I have a variety of options and it has been so nice. There is something about the sunshine that just like rejuvenates me. So it's been really nice to switch this automatic habit because in the afternoons, by the time I get to lunchtime, I'm very much a morning person. So the afternoons, I feel almost a little brain dead by then. And then I catch a second wind at like 3 or 4 p.m. So that time in between, like that no man's land in between lunch and like 3 or 4 p.m., I, instead of just scrolling TikTok and how I like to think it, instead of consuming other people's lives, I like to do things that are fulfilling for my life, right? Things that I always say that I would have done if I had the free time. And I do have the free time, so I get to do them. So I'm just kind of prioritizing that. It has been so, so nice. Um, And actually, I am kind of recording myself going through this process and using my one small step method. And I'm putting this in the digital course that I just released, Wellness with ADHD, so that the people that are in the course have an example of how to use the one small step method. We already have a few people in the digital course, and I'm so freaking excited chat more about that a little bit at the end of the episode, but it's essentially a digital course that helps people with ADHD form wellness habits in a way that is gentle, flexible, autonomous, and fun. Because those are really my core beliefs about wellness, that it works best when it is gentle, flexible, autonomous, and fun. So leads me right into today's topic, especially when it comes to fun, because we're going to be talking about play. And when it comes to play, I've really been learning a lot about play recently. You could even say it's another one of my hyper-focuses. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about what exactly is play, why play matters for wellness. And then we're going to briefly talk about how you can play more in your life. Because honestly, if I think back to just even a year ago or two years ago, I don't think I could have told you what was fun for me. I was really just living my life in this cycle of survival, right? Doing the things that I needed to do and never really thinking about the things that I wanted to do. And I feel like With our society, we can so get stuck in that trap 
And I think it's actually not benefiting us, right? I think in many ways it's making us unwell to be constantly obsessing over how we can get better and be better and be more productive and be healthier. And oh, it's just like, we need a freaking break. Why are we even on this earth, right? It's like, let's zoom out a little bit and think about why are we even here? Am I here to just become as productive and fit and perfect as possible? That doesn't sound super fun, right? <laughs> so alas, in comes play. So what exactly is play, right? We think about play as just doing something fun, which is true, right? Play is inherently fun, but it's also a mindset. So play is doing something for the sake of doing it and not for the outcome. So think about kids. When they are playing, they're not playing because it helps them develop their social skills and it helps them grow their brain and it helps them learn problem solving, right? Play does, in fact, do all these things for young children. It's really important for their development, but they don't do it for those reasons, right? They do it because they like it, because it's fun and enjoyable. Many of us, myself included, have found that in adulthood, we've kind of lost the art of play and we've lost the art of having fun, right? Everything has to have a purpose. And I think this is a lot because our society values productivity a lot and having something to show for our time, right? So thinking about if you've ever been guilt-tripped for spending time on just things you enjoyed, right? Or somebody said, well, it must be nice to just, you know, live the good life and just do things you enjoy or said something like, well, what did you do all day? Or, you know, these these things that are just like inherently guilting us or even the phrase in itself, wasting time. Oh my gosh, I wasted so much time, right? That inherently is showing that time can be wasted and time is this precious resource that we should never waste and we should always use in the most productive way possible. And these are things that like I had subconsciously ingrained in my brain for a really long time. So if you think about it though, this is a really performative way to live. We are doing these things to like prove our worth in a way, but play is the total opposite energy of that. Play is only for you. It's not performative at all. And it's something that at the end of playing, when you finish playing, right, you may or may not have something to show for it, right? Because the point isn't having something to show for it at the end and say, this is why this time was productive, right? It's just for you. The point isn't having an outcome. It's simply to enjoy our life here on earth a little bit more. And honestly, if you think about it, to get a little meta, isn't deep down that why we're doing literally everything? I mean, if you think about it, we want to be more productive or make more money or change our bodies or whatever is your particular desires because we think that those things will help us better enjoy our life here on earth. We think that we will be able to basically have the time and the energy and the carefreeness and the freedom to play once we have those things. And just tapping into play right now is a way that you can feel that energy, tap into that energy right now without having to become something 
or someone different. Like I said, got a little meta, but these are the things that I think about. Like, I swear, I probably should have been like a philosophy professor. And I guess in a way, I kind of am as a podcaster, right? <laughs> but anyways, the whole point is your play doesn't have to have an end outcome for you to do it. And that's the big key and the big difference between something that is play versus something that's not play, right? Uh, and there's many other differences. And we are not going to get into those in this episode, but we're going to talk about just kind of why play does actually matter for wellness. And again, how you can get started incorporating more play into your life. So I do want to emphasize though, it doesn't have to have an outcome. So if you start after listening to this episode, making jewelry as a form of play, I want to be really clear uh, that you don't have to then go and start a jewelry business and sell that jewelry. That'll probably, in fact, take away some of the playful elements of it, right? And it'll probably suck some of the fun out of it for you because then you're doing it for a specific outcome, right? Then you're doing it so that you can make money or, you know, feel validated or whatever, right? And then you're going to be doing all these other things. You're going to have to set up an Etsy shop and you're going to be there are all these other things you're going to have to market and start a business Instagram and all this stuff. So keep that in mind. It You can have some things that are just for you and not for the performative factor, not for the outcome, right? It is purely about what you enjoy doing. So why does this even matter, right? The title of this is Why Play is a Crucial Element of Wellness. So let's talk about why play does matter for wellness. And to be honest, I think it matters for ADHDers and everyone else. Now, I think it particularly matters for ADHDers because of the impact on dopamine and motivation. But like I said, I think this is such a lost art and I think a lot of people could benefit from including more play into their life. So why it's really important for ADHDers in particular to kind of prioritize this time to just simply play and allow ourselves to have fun is for a few reasons. Number one, the impact on dopamine and motivation. So when you are playing or doing things that feel like play for you, you are creating dopamine in your brain, right? And dopamine is a motivation neurochemical. So when you are playing more, you are going to feel more motivation in your overall life. And if you can find ways to incorporate play into the things that you don't necessarily love doing, so maybe it's mundane chores like responding to email or doing laundry or drinking water or some of these wellness habits that we talk about a lot on this podcast, if you can find ways to incorporate play into those things, you will literally want to do the thing that you were telling yourself you quote unquote should. So the quickest way to suck out your all forms of motivation in your life as an ADHDer is to should on yourself and say, oh, I really should be drinking more water. I should be watching what I'm eating. I should answer my emails right now. Your motivation is going to go out the window as an ADHDer. But if you can find a way to incorporate play, you will find yourself wanting to do these things. So it's actually funny. I posted a TikTok about this recently, and I talked about how to create ways to motivate yourself to answer emails or doing other boring computer tasks. 
And the person's comment I responded to that said she wanted to hear about writing emails, she commented back and said, oh my gosh, this is so weird. I'm actually excited now to answer my emails. And that is the whole point. That's what motivation is, right? Is feeling excited to do the thing. So I just, play is one of the ways to do this really easily. And just again, playing more in our everyday life means we're going to have more motivation overall. I found this to be really true in my life. I thought like I needed way more rest and way more break time. And once I realized that actually what I was missing for motivation and that kind of like zest to do the things that I need to do is that I just needed to be doing more things that I enjoy. It's almost like it's fueled me, right? By playing more. So overall, if you're playing more in your life, you're going to be producing more dopamine and you're going to feel more motivation. And that is one of the biggest factors that impacts us as ADHDers is motivation, right? So to me, that's reason enough in itself. But another way that play is really beneficial for us and why it's important for overall wellness is because it helps us get into an experimentation mindset. So again, play is not about the outcome. It's about doing the activity itself. So think about when you remove the pressure of worrying about the outcome of something. We can be so much more experimental and really unleash our creativity versus when we are really worried about the outcome of something, then we have this insane amount of pressure on ourselves and we're trying to do it perfectly because we want the outcome. We lose sight of the ability to experiment and kind of play with things and figure out what works. So let's take a wellness example. So let's think about exercising. So if you're exercising for a particular outcome, let's say you have a big event coming up and you want to look a certain way, right? You are going to be researching different ways to look this perfect way or whatever, right? So you're going to be like, what's the best way to lose fat? And so you're going to find this plan and you're going to be trying to follow it perfectly because you're really mostly concerned with the outcome. And then eventually though, you're going to lose steam because you're not looking for things that you enjoy. You're not experimenting with different things and kind of opening up your brain to different ways to do that same thing. So I said that in such a weird way, but for example, let's say you find that cardio is the best way and somebody tells you you should run on the treadmill. Well, you're going to be kind of nervous to experiment with other things because you know running on the treadmill works to get the outcome that you want. In reality, though, if you were to come at that same thing with an energy of play and not as much worrying about the outcome, but more so worrying about or thinking about how much you enjoy the activity in the moment. So you're like, uh, what other ways I could get some cardio in? Could I put on my AirPods and dance for 30 minutes, right? Because you're inherently enjoying that activity and looking for ways to enjoy the activity regardless of the outcome, you're going to be more consistent in the long run and you're going to really enjoy the process. So because play is not worrying about the outcome, it gives us that ability to tap into our creativity and get into that experimentation mindset. Hopefully that example wasn't too confusing because I just like... <laughs> <laughs> pulled that off the top of my head, but basically play just kind of helps us tap into that part of our brain that is open to experimentation, open to trying new things. 
and really just able to see the bigger picture and find solutions that work for us. I feel like as ADHDers, we can tend to get stuck in our ways a little bit mentally sometimes. So being able to tap into that problem-solving part of our brain can be super valuable. Now, the last reason that play is super important for wellness is, in my opinion, the biggest one. And it's simply that it makes us happy. Like, as simple as that. It doesn't have to be have all these reasons, right? That's exactly like the productivity mindset of everything has to be productive. We have to be producing at all times. Every minute has to have a purpose. Play is important simply because it helps us feel more happy and fulfilled. And in the words of Elle Woods, happy people just don't kill their husbands. (laughs) But in all seriousness, like especially with our dopamine craving brains, when we are playing, we are fulfilling a deep need and desire to enjoy life, to have fun, to get in the flow rather than always like having everything so perfectly planned out. And happy and fulfilled people in general tend to need to rely less on coping or numbing strategies such as overeating, over drinking, over consuming social media to a point of it being destructive, right? And with everything, this is nuanced. It's like everything's nuanced, right? We have ADHD. We're going to do these things from time to time. But if you're incorporating time to do things that you truly enjoy and incorporating play, you might find that these other things, these other ways that you are trying to get dopamine will kind of slowly fade out and be happening less and less. And not that they're like going to stop forever, right? But this is my experience with having more fun in my life. I found that these things, I didn't have to force myself to stop over drinking or overeating. It's like I just had less of a desire for it because my brain was getting the dopamine it was trying to get from these other habits. And again, this is not shaming any of those habits. You know, if you've listened to this podcast, I'm not against, you know, drinking alcohol or consuming social media or eating quote unquote junk food. Like I had a Mountain Dew hard seltzer last night for crying out loud. By the way, I got the Mountain Dew, the Baja Blast flavor. We found these in our grocery store. My husband was really freaking excited, but it was so good. It tastes just like a Baja Blast, but it's a seltzer. So it has alcohol in it. Pretty cool. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) let's talk about now that we've kind of discussed a little bit what is play and why does play matter for wellness? How can I play more, right? How can you play more in your life? So, a lot of the things that I'm talking about are coming from the book Play How It Shapes the Brain, Opens the Imagination, and Invigorates the Soul by Stuart Brown. And he is the founder of the National Institute for Play. And I found this book so fascinating because, again, I was like, before I read this book and before I started investigating this topic a little deeper, I was kind of like, okay, how do I play as an adult? And I was really kind of stuck in just a few things. I only had a couple ideas of ways that I liked to play. And I really, I don't know, I just felt confused about it. I think because of the way our society is set up and what we expect of adults, we don't really think about playing anymore. So in this book, Stuart Brown goes over the, I think it was eight, play personalities, he calls it, right? So there's different play personalities and what we actually 
consider play. And I go over these in the digital course, Wellness with ADHD, so that you can figure out what play is for you. Now, of course, you can also purchase this book and read about it in this book. So once I did this, though, and learned about the different play personalities and what kind of constitutes play, I was pretty shocked, right? Because some of the things that I really wouldn't have considered play for me, and ironically, of course, they were things that I thought of as this is such a waste of time. Oh my gosh, I do this too much. Um, things that I was like, oh, I shouldn't do this as much as I do. I realized that some of these things were actually play for me. They constituted as play. So the example I'm thinking of is thrifting or really any kind of dig store. I like to call it a dig store. So if it's a thrift store or like a resale store or something like dirt cheap, like super discount stores or TJ Maxx's or anything that has just like 500 million things on the shelves and it's really overwhelming for other people. And a lot of people like to hate those stores. I love them. I literally get lost in time and space. I like forget to eat, drink water, forget about my phone. I forget everything about like being a human because I'm so invested in exploring all the shelves and investigating all the things. And it's like, I just get lost in this world. And when I was reading this book, Play, and looking at the play personalities, one of the play personalities was the explorer. And although I took it really literally at first, thinking like, yeah, you have to be an explorer going to new places and exploring, you know. After reading about it in this book, I realized that thrifting is a form of exploring to me. So I'll read to you what he says in the book. He says, Exploring can be physical, literally going to new places. Alternatively, it can be emotional, searching for a new feeling or deepening of the familiar through music, movement, flirtation. It can be mental, researching a new subject or discovering new experiences and points of view while remaining in your armchair. So I thought this was fascinating and I realized that exploring is definitely one of my play personalities, the explorer. Because not only do I love exploring topics like this, like literally reading about this and creating this podcast for you is a form of play for me because I'm exploring this topic deeper and I'm like so fascinated by it. But when I'm going to the thrift store, I'm exploring all these new things. And I know there's always going to be new things, especially at like a Goodwill. So that's like, there's something new and exciting to find. And it's like, I'm exploring this new territory and looking for these treasures. It's like, I'm treasure hunting. So this thing that I used to think was such a waste of time and like, I should stop doing it is actually a form of play. And a lot of times I don't even leave the thrift store or one of these dig stores with anything. I just like going to look at all the things. I know that's super weird, but if I do find a little treasure that will go really well with my home decor or something that I want to buy to wear, it's like so exciting. So you can have things in your life that are actually forms of play that you haven't really realized and that you may be guilt tripping yourself for doing, for spending so much time on. But these are actually activities that are like giving you a boost of dopamine and therefore giving you some motivation in your life and honestly just like making life worth living. There's no need to guilt ourselves for that. And in fact, there's many benefits for doing things like that. So how are you going to find out how you can play more and figure out what play is for you? So I want you to ask yourself this one question, and I think this will really clarify for you a lot. 
You can even make a list of all the things that come to mind, but ask yourself, what do you secretly dream of doing all day? If you were like, I have no time limitations, no money limitations, no anything, what would you dream of doing all day? In addition to that question, you can also ask yourself, what do you do that feels like time disappears? Like you could do this thing for hours and not be bored. Sometimes we think play is like we keep it in these super strict little boxes, but we're doing things that actually aren't speaking to us personally. So if I were to um, do things that other people consider play, so for example, my husband really loves things that are competitive. And the competitor is a play personality from the book. But for me, doing things that are competitive, it just doesn't really jazz me up. I don't know. I don't really care if I win or not. So I don't really get like super excited about that. But again, I do get excited about exploring somewhere new or a lot of the other play personalities speak to me. So just asking yourself truly, what could you do for hours without being bored? And what do you secretly dream of doing all day? You can even pause this podcast right here and just jot down a bunch of ideas of things that speak to you that, you know, immediately come to mind for you. And in the digital course, Wellness with ADHD, that released recently, I actually take you through the process of creating a play menu for yourself. So we go through the personalities, we go through what you enjoyed doing when you were a kid, when you were a teenager, and we create this big play menu so that you have a list of all the kinds of play that you enjoy doing and you can kind of choose from. And the reason I really love menus for ADHD or, you know, menus work really well for me for a couple reasons because of that novelty factor, right? So when I do have free time to play, it's not like every single time I'm going to be doing the same exact kind of play. It's like I get to choose from this menu whatever sounds exciting in the moment. So that's one reason it works really well. And the second reason is because truly by the time I have the free time, right? So let's say like later this afternoon, I have the free time to play. Typically forget a bunch of options and I'm going to be stuck in those same few things that I always do. Kind of like the after lunch rest. By the time I like am sitting down to eat lunch and whatnot, I'm like, well, what is there to do? I don't really know. I'm just going to fall back into my old habit of scrolling TikTok. But if I have that menu to look at, I'm like, oh yeah, I could go for a bike ride right now. Or I could, you know, paint something or I could go. There's so many different things I can do literally in the comfort of my own home that are play or rest for me. So creating a menu can be super helpful for that reason. And that is a perfect segue to talk about the Wellness with ADHD digital course. So if you really enjoy my free resources that I put out all the time, so Instagram, TikTok, podcasts, et cetera, I do free workshops and things like that. The digital course, Wellness with ADHD, is that times, I don't even know. It's just so awesome because what it does is all these big picture concepts that I share with you. So playing more and resting more and you know, gentle nutrition and how to motivate yourself and all of these things that I talk about, I take them and I put them in the digital course in a way, I teach you ways to actually implement this in an ADHD-friendly way. So after you complete the digital course, some of the outcomes that you'll experience is that you'll feel motivated to do your wellness habits, right? So 
drinking water, eating veggies, exercise, all of those things, you'll literally feel motivated to do those and want to do them because you'll have gone through the process of creating a custom plan for yourself that you love and adore. Your wellness plans aren't going to be cookie cutter. I'm not going to be telling you what I do and saying you need to do that. You're going to be figuring out what works for you and you're going to be doing that through the process of experimentation, right? And playing your way through this process. It's so much fun. You'll also know how to pivot when you get bored with your wellness habits because if we have ADHD, one thing we know for certain is that we will get bored. And I teach you how to overcome that, how to pivot rather than forcing your way through once you're bored and no longer motivated. I'll teach you how to add in motivational elements to keep you going or to just simply pivot. So if you get bored with the type of exercise you're doing, instead of trying to force yourself to do it or stopping exercising altogether, we'll find a new type of exercise that you're now motivated and excited to do. No guilt. You can totally move on and it's perfect. You'll also have shifted from all or nothing thinking into all or something thinking. So you'll have a more balanced experience with wellness because you're not violently swinging from doing it all and going all in to doing absolutely nothing. And this is inherently built into the structure of the course is it's built to help you move through the process of creating wellness habits in a way that is more of an all or something vision rather than all or nothing. You'll understand when you take the course, right? It'll make sense. But you'll also know that it's not supposed to be perfect, right? And when you're not sticking to a habit, it means that it's time to pivot rather than you suck and you should try harder. You will also feel freaking amazing after you finish this course because this course takes you through the process of regularly incorporating wellness habits into your life. So the traditional wellness habits you think of, like drinking water, eating produce, eating balanced meals, doing all forms of joyful movement and exercise, but also you will be including regularly into your life rest and play. So yes, I literally, in the digital course, you learn how to incorporate rest and play because again, they're crucial pieces to our wellness that often get forgotten. And lastly, you will know how to use my signature one small step method to create, sustain, and edit any habit you would like to form. So the one small step method is a method for creating habits that I have created. (laughs) And it works not only for wellness habits, but I've been using it for my work habits a lot. So you can use this for any habit. This is something you can utilize for the rest of your life. This is my pride and joy, and I'm just so excited to share it with you. So come on and join us in the digital course. Like I said, we've already got a few people in there, and they are freaking loving it. I'm getting such great feedback, so I know that you'll love it too. And I do want to say as well, there is, if you click on the, I haven't even made a sales page for it. Okay. Very ADHD of me. It's literally just the checkout page. (laughs) So if you click on it, it's just the checkout page. But if you scroll down and you don't want to pay the full amount up front, there's also a payment plan where you can pay $39 a month for six months instead of paying it all up front. So if that's your jam, we love a payment plan around here then definitely utilize that option. There's no interest or anything. That is just simply the full pay in full option divided into six payments to make it more accessible for everyone. So 
that is it for our podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed this and I hope it encouraged you to play a little bit. So some reminders or like a a recap, what is play? Play is a mindset of doing something just for fun and for the enjoyment of it, not for an outcome. And it's something that you really get lost in time doing and that you could do it for hours and hours and still have fun. Now, play matters for wellness because as ADHDers, play helps us create dopamine and dopamine means that we are going to have more motivation. So it will inherently kind of give us more motivation. Uh, It also helps us adapt this experimentation mindset so that we are less rigid in our ways and we're more open to trying new things. And also it just makes us happier, right? And when we are more happy and fulfilled, we oftentimes need to rely less on certain coping or numbing strategies like overeating, over drinking, over consuming social media. And the ways that we can play more is by asking ourselves, what do we secretly dream of doing all day? And what could we do for hours and hours without feeling bored? So again, if you want to learn more about play, we talk about this so much in the digital course. Come join us in the digital course wellness with ADHD. If you enjoyed this, please leave me a rating and review. I love y'all so much and I will see you in two weeks because now this podcast is bi-weekly. All right. Bye guys.